Hello, everybody, and welcome back into the Direct Selling Accelerator podcast. My name is Sam Hind, and I am super excited to be joining you today from wherever you are. Now, one of the things that I get asked such a lot is, Sam, how do we beat the Facebook algorithm? Or the flip question is, Sam, why is no one interacting with my posts? Or why is no one saying what I'm putting on Facebook? Well, I'd like to answer those questions for you today. And in order to do that, I need to take you back a little way. So what I'm going to do in this episode is we're going to keep this short and sharp today, but I want to share with you what's going on behind the scenes of Facebook and Instagram. And I'm also going to talk to you about how to use the tools right in front of us right now to reach more people. want to do though is I want to correct your language. If you are one of those people who's been saying, hey, how do I beat the algorithm? Or perhaps you've heard a trainer say to you, hey, we can give you some tips to beat the algorithm. I want to change that language around a little bit because here's my reasoning. Facebook and Instagram, which are are both run now by what is uh, called Meta, which is the, the umbrella company, if you like, they are both, I guess, operated by a program called The Algorithm. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what that is in just a little moment. But what we do need to understand is that this is the most sophisticated piece of technology in existence. Facebook and Instagram literally know more about you than you probably know about yourself. And for us to approach those platforms with an attitude of, I'm just going to get around their rules, I'm going to get around their systems, is not going to serve you well. However, if you come in with the attitude that I'm going to work with it and I'm going to get it to help me do what I need to do, we're going to use Facebook and Instagram to our advantage. We're going to use the algorithm to our advantage. So let me just explain this to you a little bit because I think that once you get what's going on, it's going to make so much more sense as to what I'm saying right now. I might be talking in you know, some, some kind of weird foreign language to you at the moment and that's really okay. One of the things that I love about what I get to do is to simplify what is to many people considered to be the complicated. And you know why I do it? Because once upon a time, I found it all very complicated. Do you know, I love technology. I love uh, these digital tools that we have at our fingertips. But I've always really struggled with many of the uh, the people that teach this stuff and the way that they teach it and how do, how do I understand it? The reason I've struggled with it is because probably like many of my listeners right now, I didn't grow up with technology at my fingertips. I mean, it's school holidays and right now my kids are excited because I've let them sit in the office next door on their iPads for the next hour. This is something that I didn't grow up doing and probably neither did you, which means that the way that we learned is very different to the way that we need to be learning today in order to be um, using these tools effectively. Or is it? I'm a really big believer that when we need to learn something, we've got to go to someone we can learn from. I've had to learn that just because I find something complicated doesn't mean that it's complicating. It means that somebody hasn't explained it to me the way I need to hear it. And so I have to seek out the right teachers for me. My kids learn things in very different ways to the way that I learn things now and probably the way that you learn them as well. Once I grasped a handle on that and I stopped 
saying, I'm not tech savvy and it's just because, you know, I'm not good at this stuff. Once I got that, that wasn't the problem. The problem was simply that I communicate differently to other people. It totally revolutionized the way that I'm learning and the things I can take on. What I've actually learned from this is I'm really tech savvy. I just need to approach it from a slightly different angle. And this is why I love to do what I do every day, because I get to teach these things to other people that learn the way I learn. And when they get that it's not because they're silly or they don't understand or they're just not tech savvy, it's just such an amazing feeling and experience to see them light up and realize they can embrace this stuff and do it really, really well. Just a super quick story. I went to a parent teacher with one of my son for one of my sons a few weeks ago. And we've really grappled over the years with uh, teachers that have been saying, you know what, your your boys are just really active. They're they're just they're not good at their English and their reading and their writing and we really have to catch them up. They're not learning the way that they should be learning with the system that we have. And at first I thought to myself, oh, you know, I'm, you know, you get that feeling like I'm doing something wrong or they're doing something wrong or they're just not, you know, as smart as the other kids in the class. And Greg and I went away and, you know, I had that really awful feeling. This was years ago now that 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 first came up. And at first I, I thought, you know, what am I doing wrong? What do I need to fix? How do, I, how do I need to approach this differently? And I realized something. The system that the kids are learning from is the same system for everyone. What's interesting about that is that everyone is born differently with different skill sets. They've got different ways of thinking, different modalities. You know, they're kinesthetic or they're, they are auditory or they're sensory. Like what is what is their method or modality of learning and taking the world in? And I realised something, that when that system doesn't work, it's not about the system, it's about the person at the other end. And this is why we learn to label ourselves. And I started to hear my kids saying things like, I'm just stupid. I'm dumb. I'm not like the other kids. And I could see that their um, approach to learning was beginning to drop. They were beginning to feel like there was something wrong with them and they should just stop trying. And I recognize that because I had felt that for many years uh, of my life while I was growing up. I just thought I wasn't smart as other people. And as I, you know, got into my career and then started my business, I realized I was still using these words. I was still saying, I'm not as smart as other people. I'm not going to be as successful as somebody else because I can't do maths like others and I'm not great at the sciences. And and I realized something. We're all born incredibly intelligent in our own way for our own purposes to achieve the things that we're supposed to achieve in this world. And my kids are different to your kids and you are different to the next person, which means that we need to seek somebody who can teach us using the method that we need in order to learn. Now, this is totally off track here. I get that. But where I'm going is that my boys needed to learn whilst using their their active their active kids. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with them. And so the teacher that we were speaking to recently, when we went into this parent teacher, said that what she started doing is when the kids get a bit rec- restless, and she was speaking in this case about my youngest, who's about to turn ten. 
uh, when he gets a bit restless, what she does is instead of forcing him to sit down and read, what she does is she tells him, she gives him a a problem to solve and uh, then she sends him for a quick jog around the building and when he comes back, he has to tell her what the solution is to the problem. So it might be a maths problem or, you know, an English question or an observation he needs to make. And so he'll come back in and not only does he come in with the solution, but he's empowered and ready to keep learning and he's excited because he's been encouraged to learn the way that he is, he learns best. And so what I want to say is when I talk to you about the algorithm and some of these, you know, more technical terms, I want to make them super simple for you to understand by explaining it in terms that I learned them. So I'm going to approach this in a different way to what I know many people might have tried to explain to you in the past. But what I also want to do is explain to you the solutions in a really simple way that are going to make sense to you. Because if you're like me, you didn't learn technology and these digital tools when you were in primary school or maybe even from birth. So I'm going to come at it from my, I'm not going to give my age away, but from my late 30s brain, and I'm going to explain it the way I wish it had all been explained to me back when. So let's talk a little bit about this algorithm thing, right? And what is going on behind the scenes? Because we're dealing with technology here that is insanely sophisticated. So to explain this to you, in around about 2009, Facebook recognized that it was becoming a really busy environment. The platform itself was starting to lose a lot of its users. Now, at this stage, business pages were not a thing. And so everybody was using personal profiles for everything that they did. The problem with this was that anyone that had a business recognized, or not everybody, but many people recognized that this was starting to become a platform to watch out for. And the clever people were beginning to use Facebook through their personal profile to actively promote their businesses, their products, their services, their opportunities. And you may remember the time because it literally became this insanely spammy environment. It was all in chronological order at that point, which meant that every post was posted in the order that it was put up. So when you went to Facebook, if someone had just been spamming about their products or their business, you just got this boom, 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 boom. And because of this, people were leaving the platform because people had followed or friended others because they felt, you know, a a pressure to or that they needed to because they knew that person and they didn't want to offend them. And so they ended up with, with, you know, news feeds filled with stuff they didn't want to see. So essentially what happened was the platform was looking at, okay, where are we going? How are we moving forward? And Mark Zuckerberg is an incredibly intelligent human being, recognized that they were going to have to adapt and become smarter if they were going to keep their platform going. And at this point, it wasn't looking amazing. So what Facebook did was it adapted its platform to change the way that it operated. So instead of everything being in chronological order, they applied something called the algorithm, which is a program that operates in the background of Facebook. Now, this program, to be clear, also operates now in the background of Instagram, which too is owned by Meta, the umbrella that looks after uh, Facebook and Instagram and all the other platforms they have. They have many, 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 but we're just going to focus on those two for now. So both Facebook and Instagram, uh, uh, Instagram a little bit later on, They didn't own Instagram at this point, but Facebook now had a program that they created. But essentially, to make this really clear to you, the algorithm is a program that, like a human, is learning. 
every minute of every day. Now, what's really fascinating about this algorithm is that nobody seems to be able to tell us what it's doing at any given time. What are the latest changes? What is it learning? How is it adapted? It's almost like this unknown mystery. So essentially, this program that operates like a being, it's constantly learning every minute of every day. Its sole job is to learn everything there is to learn about you and me. This program learns things like what websites we go to. It learns what we do for a living. It learns who we are friends with and how we have conversations with them. It learns what language we use. And I don't just mean the language we speak, like English, Chinese, Indian, Italian. I mean it learns the types of words that we use and in what context. It learns things like um, what our family life looks like, how many kids we have and how old they are, what our interests are, what what we love to look at, what we're frustrated by, what car we drive, and even our household income. It takes all of this information and it uses it to deliver us only the content that it knows we want to see in the order it knows we want to see it in order to keep us captivated on the platform. It wants us on Facebook for longer and more frequently. And to do this, it literally makes it addictive to us. So when you go to your Facebook feed or your Instagram feed, every post that you see was customized to you specifically. So this algorithm essentially is delivering you content that it is made for you and you alone. It's like a fingerprint. There is only one feed like yours. And you can actually change what's on this feed by going to different pages, interacting with different friends. This is a really fun thing to test if you want to see how it works. Start clicking on a few posts you wouldn't normally click on or go to some Facebook pages you wouldn't normally go to. Even try going to a website or two you wouldn't normally visit. Keep it clean. But you know what I'm saying. You'll start to see some really interesting things popping up on your feed that are a little left of center. So where I'm going with this is, if this algorithm knows everything there is to know about you, and let me tell you something, it's actually capable of not just knowing what you love and what you hate, it also can predict your behavior. So it can predict what you're likely to do next, what you're likely to be interested in based on the things it already knows. It's mind-blowing how powerful and intelligent this tool is. Now, the reason I explain this to you from a business perspective is if it knows all these things about you, it's also going to know them about your ideal target customer, those people that you are hoping can see your posts and just simply aren't. So what we need to understand is that in order to reach our perfect people, we also need to be delivering content that that algorithm is going to show them, which means it's best for us to get to know them really well also. So kind of behave like an algorithm, if you like. Start to get super curious and learn everything you can learn about your ideal customer. It will then make it a lot easier to deliver them things that that algorithm goes, hey, yes, this is what we're looking for. I'm going to give you some tips in just a moment on some of the things that the algorithm is currently favoring. These things change all of the time, and we're going to keep you as up to date as we can with this. But what I want to make really clear is what I said at the beginning of this podcast, and that was that we don't want to beat the algorithm 
algorithm. This algorithm is far too intelligent to be beaten. What we do want to do is work with it because when we start to give it content that it wants to show people, that people want to see, it does all the hard work for us. We've seen it time and time again where you see a post go viral. It's what we call a unicorn post. That's my own language. I like to call them unicorn posts because they're posts that just for no apparent reason go absolutely crazy. The thing is that there's something in it that the algorithm knows people want to see. There are a couple of things that it's looking for though. And getting engagement is one of the key things. When you start to get people interacting with your content, the algorithm knows that you're on a winner. It knows that there's something about that content you're delivering that your people want to see. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that everything that we put out there that gets a bit of engagement is going to be delivered because there are some things that Facebook's putting a huge focus on at the moment. One of those things is mental health. Facebook has been slammed in recent years over the uh, the content that it's allowing to be put out there and how that's affecting the health of people mentally, especially over the last few years since people have been locked down and at home and life's, lives have changed globally. So, Facebook's focus at the moment is how can we encourage healthy conversation, healthy community, and help to lift the mental health of people? In other words, how can we have people feeling better when they leave the platform than when they first came in? So there are some things that Facebook has implemented over the last few years to help it work this out. You may have seen an up and down vote appearing on your feed from time to time where it had a little plus or a minus where you were able on either a business page or a personal profile or even within a group to plus or minus how this particular post made you feel. Now, this was something that it didn't give to everybody, but it did for a short period of time randomly to various different people. I've seen it twice appear on mine where it's using this to to help it learn what people are liking and what they're not liking, what makes them feel good, what makes them feel ugh. Now, this is uh, important. If you do get this, I really encourage you to use it. It may only appear for a few days or a few weeks. And if it does come up on your feed, plus or minus the post that you see so you can show it what it is you want to see more or less of. And it will use this information. So I'm going to put that one to the side for a moment. What I do want to share with you is a three keys, three keys for things, pieces of content, things that Facebook and Instagram are looking for, things that this algorithm are paying particular attention to. So the very first one that Facebook has made public, so is Instagram, that they are looking for is user-generated content. You'll often hear this one shortened to UGC because people like to sound really technical. So UGC is what they're (laughs) looking for, which basically means they're looking for content that people create themselves. So posts, captions that they write, photos that they take. This means that content that isn't shared content, isn't links and isn't stock images are the the pieces of content that the uh, algorithm are looking for. Why? Well, there's a few reasons for this. The first reason is because this type of content is unique and it knows that there's only one of a kind. So it wants to encourage that because it doesn't want to have a ton of the same things spread out everywhere. The other reason is it knows that user-generated content is typically much more relatable and it's got this huge focus on community connection and healthy conversation. 
So when we create content that comes from us, it's less likely to be promotional and it's more likely to be real and relatable. It's also going to be unique and there's only, it's one of a kind. So this is something that's really encouraging is UGC, user-generated content. So I really want to encourage you. This doesn't mean that you don't ever share anything, that you don't post links, that you don't use stock images. What it does mean that you consciously try and include more content that comes from you. Okay, so that's the first one. The second tip I have for you here is video. Video, video, video. There has been a massive increase in the amount of video content consumed in the last few years. This was already big, but Facebook and Instagram are really encouraging more video content. And you've seen this by the way that they're laying their feed out now. So video content is something that will get pushed out to more people. But what's really interesting is that over the last year, instead of it being about long content, they've actually moved more towards the short form content. So things like video in stories that's just short and sharp, quick video that is in reels, which is what we call short form video. We'll talk about reels in a moment. But they're really encouraging that shorter video that just grabs people's attention and is completely addictive. Because let's face it, when you're doing really quick, short, sharp, shiny video content, you have to get people's attention quickly. So it really encourages people in a way to do better video. So Video of any sort is encouraged, but short form is something that is really making waves right now. So I would really encourage you to think about, you know, what sort of video content are you doing? What are you playing around with? There are so many different ways you can incorporate video. Yes, I've mentioned stories and reels, but you can also do things like boomerangs, which are just short little loops. So there's a free app you can use called Boomerang. It was actually originally created by Instagram for Instagram, but it's now an external app you can have. And uh, you can add the tiniest bit of quick movement into what would have otherwise been a photograph uh, that you've taken. And it just creates this cool little loop that gets attention with the movement. GIFs are another example of that. And if you're using apps like Canva, etc., you can create your own GIF, which is a really cool thing to play around with. Now, uh, of course, you've got your standard video that you can record where you talk to the camera or you video you doing something. You can also do live and live, of course, is very favoured because it's not edited and people know, as does Facebook and Instagram, that it's real and anything could happen. So unique content, it's user-generated, good quality stuff. So there's video. The last one that I want to talk to you about is probably the most important of these. And this is the one that I'm going to come back to what I said at the start. For those of you that are a little like me and you didn't grow up with technology. And so learning things is something that you have to really, you know, really be conscious about because you know what, you learn a different way to what, you know, our young ones do now. So here's the thing. The newest features that Facebook and Instagram release will always get prioritized. This means that if you're using the newer features, you're going to get priority delivery. Facebook is going to show it to more people. So this is really challenging because my default many years ago was I'm just going to wait until it beca- until it's easy to learn or until someone shows me or until I've, you know, played with it a bit or until, you know, I just, I'll deal with it later. 
Are you anything like me? I reckon you might be. Because if you're listening to this right now and you've nodded your head head a few times throughout this podcast, you get where I'm coming from, that these things don't just come as second nature. So when you see reels appear on Instagram, you're thinking, thank goodness it's not on Facebook. I'll deal with that later. (laughs) And then suddenly it came to Facebook and you're thinking, oh no, now I have to embrace this reels thing. Or maybe you thought, ah, oh, that's not for me. I'm not going to bother with it. And then you started to see some of your peers doing it. And you thought, ah, oh, now I feel left behind and like I've missed the boat. First of all, you're not left behind. Just get on the boat, right? Just climb overboard. Get on that boat and start doing it. Why? Because Facebook favors it when you do it. So, I'm here to tell you, number one, that's what I'm here to help you with. So if you want help learning about these newer tools, jump into our group, Social Media for Direct Sellers with Greg and Sam. We are constantly doing little trainings and tutorials in there. Of course, this is a great time as well for me to plug our premium course. This is our signature training that we built exclusively just for you called uh, Social Media Mastery for Direct Sellers. And within that course, we teach you everything everything you need to know, including the newest of the newest features as they come out. And I'm teaching them in a way that is understandable to everybody and anybody, no matter what age you are. So if you want to learn a bit about Reels and you're thinking, I feel a little left behind right now, please reach out. We would love to have a chat with you and see if any of these could be the right fit for you. But The first group I mentioned, Social Media for Direct Sellers with Greg and Sam, completely free, no charge. Jump on in there and we would love to help you out. Okay, so I just want to talk about those newest features for a quick moment. As I said, Facebook and Instagram favour those that use these newest features. The best way for you to learn them, aside from finding somebody that teaches them in a way that you understand, that meets you where you're at, is to just play with them. Okay, one of the easiest way to learn things is to get in there and have a go. So please, if you see a new feature appearing, get in and have a crack. Even if it doesn't make sense to you straight away, it's okay. I really want to encourage you that presence is much more important than perfection. So be present over perfect. Why? Because it's more real, it's more relatable, and it's much more you. So I hope that this has maybe shed a little bit of light for you on why not every post you put out there gets seen by everybody that follows you. Maybe it even explains why you're not getting growth with followers right now. The first thing is just know that it's not you. It's not something that you're doing wrong. It's just that you haven't yet worked out how to reach your ideal customer. So keep getting curious. Just remember that algorithm is actually waiting for you to deliver content that it can show people. It's not working against you. It's working for you. But I want you to just change that language a little bit. Let's stop trying to beat the algorithm and let's start working with it. We're going to have so much more success when we do. So that's it from me today. I hope that this has been helpful for you and given you a few quick tips to help you out. Just a little reminder on those three top tips, UGC, user-generated content, video, and use the newest features like reels, stories, and anything else that you see pop up there. Give it a go. But that's it from me. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you so much again for tuning in. I really appreciate you. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel so you don't miss out on any of our upcoming episodes. We've got some incredible guests joining us in the coming weeks. I look forward to chatting with you on the podcast again next week. But that's it from me. So have an amazing week and bye for now. If you love this video and you would love more help to improve your direct selling business on social media, then click on the link to join our Facebook group. I look forward to seeing you in there.